follows the free kick. Colaccini nearly got ahead on it. Tiote, great strike! Balotelli, Aguero! Roma have risen from their ruins! Call it, take it quickly, Origi! DeMartin Download back once again. Oh, it feels good. Live soccer's back. DeMartin Download's back. Ian Gilmore, Adam Baker, some special guests are going to be joining us today. Sam Britton, Julian Mitchell, unfortunate former impactor, do I have to say now, Julian? Yeah, I guess so. I haven't changed my Twitter bio either yet. To it just hurts. Dang, dang. Okay, so for everyone that doesn't know, Sam and Julian are new football soccer fans, so we're going to get to them. Ask them about their new viewing experience, what it was like this weekend supporting a club for the first time. Uh, but real quick, before that, Adam, your team's back. Dortmund came back with a bang, 4-0 against Schalke. How you feeling? Great. It was real stressful going into the game because, you know, first game back, I knew if Dortmund lost, it would be all over. This would be like the largest audience they had in a while, all the attention on them. And somehow Dortmund didn't play in two months, but came back with the largest injury report I've ever seen going into a match week. Half of them ended up playing, but going into the week, both of the starting defensive mids, Witzel and Emery Kahn, were injured. Roy still hadn't recovered from what was supposed to be a four-week injury he got in February. Hakimi was injured. Uh, and Dan Axel died. And warm-ups. Yeah. Oh, and then, I got excited over here on this side of the pond to see him make his first start. Next thing you know, he's out. Yeah, and then the day of the match, Sancho goes out. So Reyna replaces him in the lineup. Then five minutes later, Reyna gets replaced by Hazard. I didn't mind that one as much because, I mean, Hazard's better. I wanted him to start in the first place. But I did buy into Reyna starting. I was like, first start for the team. I figured it would make a nice article after the game. I was starting to buy into the hype. And by the time I got excited, he was injured. So that's just kind of the story of this season so far. But then when the game started, it was just all the pre-match jitters kind of ran away right away. Just five minutes in, it was kind of obvious Dortmund was a lot better than Schalke. They had a few attacks right at the get-go, so I knew it was going to... I don't ever want to get too excited with Dortmund's defense, but I figured the offense would be able to do good. And it was a quick showing, 2-0 right before the half. I knew it was pretty much over. Yeah, it was. Really great, great, great four nil win. Best way to come back. Shut up the local rivalry for a little. Yeah. Okay. What's the exact? Is it Riviere or is it Ruhr? Because I saw two names. What's the actual name for the derby? Do you know? Uh. It's something about like the location and like the valley they're in, right? Yeah. I think it's Riviere. I know. I don't actually fully understand it. Like when when they say in German, I think it's more Ruhr. But okay. the translation? Something to do with the so I don't believe. Something. Okay. And it's like Holland. the coal mining areas. Holland machine. Back again. Tenth goal, what, in the Bundesliga already. He's won nine he's games. He's got that triple-double now, right? He's got ten in the Champions League, ten in the Austrian League, ten in the Bundesliga now. How, just, I love it. It's, it's insane. He, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't stop. He doesn't not score. He's the Terminator. Yeah, no, it's – so reliable having him in the team because that's what Dorman's really been missing for so long since Lewandowski and Aubameyang. And he just, you know, he'll get a goal. It's like, it's 
some, like someone asked me before the game, how many for Holland today? Just a modest two. I kind of thought we'd get a penalty. But, you know, uh, take the one. He got a nice assist towards the end. But for me, man of the match of the game was Julian Brandt. Yeah. One of his one of his best games of the season. And just, I love that man. Really might be our best player. Dorman's best player. A lot to choose from. I know <laughs> there is. It's like Sancho's the obvious choice. Holland's the media's favorite. But Branton this season just so much juice to his game. Just offers so much when he's dropping deep. Doesn't have any of that when he when he plays striker. So that's what was so annoying for like the first portion of the year when he was playing out of position. But just when he's in the midfield, everything's just so much smoother. That's why I uh, was ready to Farver to get fired after he benched him against PSG in that big Champions League game we ended up losing for no that, reason. That reason only? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff throughout the year, but that was, that was criminal. Ahead uh, of such so, Brent, master facilitator in the middle of midfield. For you, and I know this is going to be biased, but who's better, Brent or N'Golo Conte? I mean, like Conte's, he has the, the pedigree, but they're different. It's kind of, it's a tough comparison. And Brandt's only like he just turned twenty-four this month. I think like give him another year or two in the midfield, and he'll actually be like, known across Europe as one of the best midfielders. Hmm. Um, mother of all derbies in Germany. Did you expect it to be that wide open and that, quite frankly, not close at all? Going into it, no, but. When it started, and then, like I started remembering Schalke's form going into the, well, going into the hiatus, they had like a five-zero loss to Leipzig at home. I don't think they've scored; in, they have either one or no away goals in 2020. So when it started, I was like, "Yeah, this this should get blown open pretty quickly." But I was always nervous until the second goal came in. And well, when once it hit four, you're probably jumping around your living room, right? Oh, yeah. And when it hit three coming out of the halftime, you know, I just stood up, gave a round of applause, sat back calm for the first time, started uh, – New York could start working on the uh, the Brant article because this lead was safe enough. A breath of, of, of relief. Oh, uh, I can't stand Dorman in the last 15 minutes of game. So being up four was a great relief for once. Nice. And did you, did you see the Guerrero goal? Yes. That was the epitome. It was a great finish. But that screamed zero-star weak foot. No, no confidence in the right to shoot, no matter with, even with his I, back to goal. I, I, I don't remember the last time I, I've seen a goal like that. When you're one on one with the keeper and you're like falling down and then use the outside of your foot. Yeah. And just, a really underrated player, by the way, too. Yeah, he had a great game. And ever since Dorman went to a back three and he could play fullback, he's like found a renaissance to his career back there. So that one, 4-0, pulled them within one point of Bayern. But then, of course, Bayern plays Sunday. 2-0 win against Union Berlin. Um, we'll get to your takeaways in a second. Adam, here's mine. Alfonso Davies, tell me if this is a hot take or not, is a top seven fullback in the world. Fullback is tough because you got to think about both sides. But he's definitely one of the best, probably actually top seven. Just go back to that Chelsea game he had yep. and just how fast he, he is. So he really announced himself in that one, and I think this week cemented him as one of the best fullbacks in the world. Yeah. I mean, he's just 
with how fast he was and how much natural talent he had, he just had to get used to that position change. And now it's like it's so hard to beat him off the dribble. He's becoming yeah, better position, so good on ball. And it's just it's a tough one. Like it's a tough matchup, I mean, not a tough question. Like I'm thinking about when Sancho's gonna have to go down his side in a week and a half and just how how that game's gonna be, him and Hakimi going against Davies. Davis is pretty much like if, for all the MSU soccer fans, if you took Dewan Jones and pressed the upgrade button. All respect to Dewan Jones. I think that's a compliment to Dewan Jones, actually. Being a poor man's Alfonso Davies, I think you take that any day of the week. But the pace, the strength, and then the ability to defend and get up and down a wing. Who's the the American fullback that was in the Premier League like five years ago, real fast? Jimmy Chandler? He went to Seattle after. Not Yedlin? Yedlin. Yeah, Yedlin. Plays for Newcastle. Like, oh, he is at Newcastle now. Yeah. It's like that's, how, that's how Yedlin's projection was supposed to be, and he just didn't pan out. Yeah. Like, this is – well, he's Canadian, not American, but they, like the, the newer and better crop of North American players that are panning out more than any of the, other, like, the older ones Yeah. at a young age. Um, what were your biggest takeaways from that game? All right, so Dortmund drew within one before the game. I knew it wouldn't right. last. It's U- it's Union Berlin. It's Bayern. If any, I either wanted a Lewandowski show or a Union win. So I was, I was glad when Lowy stepped up for the penalty. I can't lie, I wanted him to score. But and I mean, you know, it's Bayern. They're good. They're the way they've been under Heinz Flick. They're just not the team to drop those like stupid games anymore. Yeah. They're all, like, real good position, real disciplined. The defense, they don't concede goals anymore. It's been, like, four goals in the second half of the season. Right. No, I think it's a longer run than that. But it was what I expected. I'm kind of surprised it was just two. That's what I was going to say that as well. Well, the thing is, too, they didn't really play that great. We didn't bring yeah. chances, but like you said, Byron doesn't concede that often. But Byron didn't play great. And yet they still pull out. It was a comfortable 2 0 win. I guess it might be tough for those like on ball possession teams in like these opening games just because you might be a little more rusty coming out of a two month break. Only had one week of full team practices. But it never looked like they would lose. I was kind of fading in and out of the game just because, again, I, it wasn't the most exciting one. I wasn't expecting too much out of it. So have to pin the hopes in Byron losing to. Dortmund and either Leverkusen or Gladbach for this gap to get closed. Do you think it'll close? Do you think Dortmund and the teams below below you guys have a chance? I think – I never want to say I think Dortmund will beat Bayern. You know, it's a shaky history. They can. It's, it's a quote-unquote home game. And they have to go to Leverkusen, who are – I wouldn't be surprised if they lost two of those three games. Bayern or Dortmund? I don't – Bayern. No, Dortmund only has to play Bayern and Leipzig still from the big teams now. And the Derby was a nice way to come back because despite Schalke's like recent run and it being a blowout, they're in six. So it was a, it was a good test to come out of in like a relatively rusty game. So I don't know if they'll win the league, but I, I think Dortmund beats Bayern and makes it interesting down the stretch. All right. All right. But, now it's time to get into the, the fun segment of today. We welcome in Sam Britton and Julian. Hey, how have you guys been? How have you been holding up in quarantine? Sam, I know you're door dashing. What else have you been doing? 
Yeah, doing a lot of DoorDash. Um, I was mostly just running, uh, doing a lot of exercise for a minute. I'm taking a few weeks off. Um, but when I get back into it, I'm, I'm going off. Man, I'm buying two pairs of shoes. I'm, I'm doing the whole bit. I'm going to look up some new like running diets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mostly that. I took up German on Duolingo for like a minute. It's fitting. We're talking about German soccer. Uh-huh. But, you know, I, that kind of that faded out. But that's what I've been up to. Julian, other than becoming a football fan, what have you been doing? Yeah, man, Sam's been bettering himself. I'm over here not doing anything. Uh, you know, I'm an alum now. I'm still unemployed, so I'm out looking for a job doing that stuff. I've actually, with Sam, I've been working out more in this quarantine than I have before. So I guess that's been good. But other than that, it's been Call of Duty Warzone, playing some 2K, you know, just sitting back, enjoying the fact that I have an excuse to be unemployed right now. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, so we want to learn from you guys all about your first experiences becoming a Bundesliga um, fan. So, Sam, have you got that, that you know, team picker chart at the ready? Yeah. Uh, you guys both did it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll share my screen right now. Okay. Um, so, for, for those who don't know, there's this flow chart on, you know, the Bundesliga website to uh, sort of guide you to a team. So, Sam, why don't you go ahead, read off the questions, give us your answers, give us some little explanations, and – Show us how you arrived at your club. Yeah, so at the start, we got, are you interested in winning? Uh, I went with sometimes because I kind of figured if I went with yes, it's immediately going to bring me to some like snotty club. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I went with sometimes. And then it said, are you a corporate lackey? Got to answer no to that. (laughs) And this next, I love this next question. I don't understand it, but I know it's some sort of reference. It is the 60th minute and you are a goal down. Do you head to your luxury car? I just, I laughed when I read that. So I said, no, I'm dedicated to the team. You don't go to uh, your luxury car? I don't go to my, I go to my 2005 Chevrolet Impala that has <laughs> an explicitive word keyed on the hood. Um, and uh, are you insufferably arrogant on the account of achievements in the distant past? I'm saying no, we, we're in the present. That's what we focus on. And does fascist architecture appeal to you that, no, not a chance. And I absolutely enjoy all the highs and lows that life has to offer to me. So that, that's where I ended up. Borussia Dortmund. No, I totally said that wrong. That is so not my team. But <laughs> I'm a rookie. It's all right. That's Adam's team. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. Here you go. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. That's hey, where I am. Julian, oh. let's hear yours. Yeah, so I started with the chart, you know, are you interested in winning? And, you know, I'm from St. Louis, so we got the Cardinals, Cardinals none but championships. Best in the MLB, so I come from winning. The Rams were here for a minute. They won, then kept losing for a long time. So I don't want to see any more losses, you know. I lived in Michigan for a while, Detroit Lions, a lot of losses. I want wins. I want Ws. So I said yes. Then it was, would you sacrifice all morals in pursuit of victory? You know, the answer is no to that one. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not going to curse out teammates to win. I'm not going to give up everything. So I said, no, you want to enjoy good football. Yes, I don't know the difference between good football and bad football as of right now, but I said yes anyway. Then this next one was working for Big Pharma. I, one, I'm unemployed. Two, I just, this is very specific. So no to that question. Then I came to this one. And this one caused me to, to question where I am at in life. It said, do you consider yourself hip and alternative? And I thought about myself and I thought about, you know, I say things like, bro, it's lit, turn up. So I was like, yes. And then that led me to Werder Bremen. Uh, I shortly realized after, because I told Sam what my team was, and then he he quickly goes to the standings. 
And he's like, dude, your team is, is going to be relegated. And I'm like, I don't know what relegated means. Is that a good thing? And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's unfortunate. And then I looked back at the chart. And of course, Dortmund, a team that is in contention and a very good team, is on the other side of being hip and alternative. And I, I started to question where I was at. <laughs> that, those are very different clubs. One is second bottom, one is second top. That, yeah. that was a massive decision you made. And so, much, so many things hinged on being hip and alternative. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Werner Bremen, lots of history. St. Louis native, as you pointed out. Josh exactly. Hartman, not a bad team. A relegation yeah. battle, you know what? It's, it's very uh, emotional. It doesn't always end without tears, but it's, it's worth it. You invest yourself and it's worth it. I'll tell you that from experience. That's definitely the big thing because now I feel, I feel invested in the club, and especially after watching this last game as we'll get into. <laughs> I'm invested in it. I, I want to win, and so I definitely feel a lot more watching. And nobody can call you a bandwagon for hopping on a good team. Exactly. 100%. Okay. Uh, Julian, we'll stick with you real quick just because we're on it. It was a little bit different story than it was for Sam. It's a 4-1 four, four loss in your first viewing experience. Take me through the emotions, the highs maybe, the lows. What was that like for you? So, you know, start watching and obviously, you know, Leverkusen comes out, scores the first goal. And I'm like, all right, you know, 1-0, we can work with this, can come back. Wonderful then, words, by the way. Love it. Selassie comes in and, you know, he hits it off the corner, which was absolutely beautiful. I Great goal. Great. A lot of the commentators, like, it didn't go off his foot. I'm like, come on now. Selassie knows what he's doing. That's off his foot. That's easy money. Goes in, equalized, ready to go. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. And then it just starts coming. It doesn't stop. Leverkusen scores. And we'll get into, you know, talking about players and things. But Makai Havertz was, was great in the game. He had a couple of headers in that one. Um, and there, they had a couple – I mean, Bremen had a couple chances to kind of equalize it. There was the, the one, I think, right before half. I forget who the player is. I think it's Britton House or something along those lines. And he comes in and had a really good look at it, skies it over the goal, and just my heart sank. Once he skied it, I was like, that was it. That was that was the chance. And, I mean, after that, Leverkusen kind of just ran away with it. Uh, Sam, it was a different story for you. A 3-1 win. First time out for you. Two goals in the first seven minutes, sky high. What, what was your game like? Talk me through your emotions. Man, it was, it was beautiful. It was a great morning. I uh, traveled out to Allegan, Michigan, where my mother lives. Uh, I spent a couple days with her, and I told her ahead of time. I was like, Mom, we got this primetime Bundesliga game on at 1230. Hey, you got the 1231. It was beautiful. Everyone else. Yeah, I didn't, have to, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to wake up at 8 in the morning. I could take my time. So I woke up. I drove to my mom's house. Just sat there, watched some good old football, and boy, it was amazing. First two minutes, they scored a goal. I was like in my house. My stepdad and my mom were in there, and I was just screaming. And my dad, my stepdad was laughing at me. He's like, ah, what is this kid doing? And I was, I was going nuts. I was like, that's a goal. That's a great way to start this off. I was spamming our, our little banter group chat that we have for Impact, and I, I'm sure everyone like hated me by the end of it. Um, <laughs> so we got that, that first goal from I have no idea how to say I'm going to totally butcher it. He's a French guy. Uh, Alassane Pli. Uh, based on my research, he's very good. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm saying that he's my favorite player for now. So we just got, just got some great football. Um, there was definitely some frustrating – there was one frustrating moment, I should say. Uh, I, was, I was texting Ian throughout the entire time of this, and they had a perfect opportunity to go up 4-1. 
goalie like came out. They had they had three attackers coming at the goal, and I was like, dude, this like this is gonna seal the game. Put it, put it away right here, and three attackers coming at there. Goalie's like ten feet out of the goal, and one defender like out of nowhere comes in, and he knocks ex- like he he kicked the ball exactly where my guy kicked the ball. Like there was so much goal, he kicked it right at him, and we could have put the game away right there, but it's fine. Three one, I'll take it third place in Bundesliga right now that that made me pretty happy on the heels of Dortmund and Bayern and touching distance you mentioned uh Adam can we get the exact because I I don't know I thought it was plie what would you say it was playa playa okay Sam you said that's your favorite guy so far any others that you were really impressed with um man I, our goalie looks pretty good but I mean he didn't have to do much work on Saturday so I, I don't really want to say that he's my favorite Jan Sommer uh on name it's that is a fun name. He's a Swiss. He's a Swiss fella. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jan. I I like the goalies in in all sports in hockey and soccer. Those are always like they have the, the weirdest like pregame rituals and they're always so intense. Like Tuka Rass from Boston, dude. That that dude's like crazy. But yeah, so I'm gonna go with him. Those are my two guys. Julian, your guy from St. Louis, Josh Sargent, didn't play. So I mean, obviously he'd be you know at least one of the favorites. Did you have any others that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I was huge on Tulasi, the only player to score, score a goal on my side, so I was huge on him. And, I mean, obviously it's, it's the other team, but, I mean, I think it's interesting when I, you start watching you to see a player who you can kind of tell is really good, and Havertz was just really good. And the way he played that one, I was like, oh, this, this dude's something. That's a team I, I think is going to be really interesting to watch. And I know them, Dortmund, are all kind of within contention within striking distance. Love um, that pick for, for, for you, Julian. I, I know, obviously, you want to avoid relegation. What's your legitimate expectations after one game? <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> obviously, your hope is to avoid relegation. Do you think that Bremen can pull it off? I haven't looked at the rest of the schedule yet, but I don't know. I mean, and obviously, Leverkusen's a really good team, but I, I could just tell with especially, I think, about maybe three or two, two of the headers that kind of went in. It was simple, just losing a guy, losing track of someone's body and not getting in front of them where it was just easy goals, I thought, in my opinion, um, to get on Bremen. It just seemed like for a minute the defense was playing pretty well. They were getting in formation, but they would lose track of bodies. And it's just you, you can't do that if you're trying to avoid relegation. Um, so in 17th right now, 16th place goes into the uh, uh, relegation playoff with, I believe, the third place team in Bundesliga 2. What would that be like for you? How much anxiety would you have? Would you have to, you know – I don't know, take take a couple ibuprofens before the game. Oh, I'd be nervous. I'd be I'd be sweating. I'd be sweating like uh, you know, Sean Miller at, at Arizona. I'm gonna need another shirt ready to go. Cause that is just I mean, not only one is is the team fighting for a place, but then I'm gonna have all you guys and all you know that, you know, I'm gonna have a team that's relegated. And I, I can't have that happen. I wanna come out on top. I wanna win. Uh so that would be anxiety fueled. But it'd be exciting. You know, I think that's the the one thing that with me getting into soccer, just need a team to get behind. So this is good. There have been some crazy moments in playoff finals, I know, in, in England. Uh, Sam, for you, third place right now, top four go Champions League. Is the hope maybe challenging for the title even? Or what, what, what are your expectations for, for Gladbach the rest of this season? You know, I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, you know, I was texting you over the weekend. I was looking at the standings, and I was doing my research on Bayern Munich. And I asked, I just texted you. I was like, man, are, are they like the Boston, uh, the, the New England Patriots or like the LA Lakers of Bundesliga? And you're like, yeah, they've won it seven years in a row. They're going for their eighth title. Uh, 
and they're they're six they're six points behind Bayern. Like Adam said, they play them uh, one more time in the regular season. With that, that'd be a huge if they won. Uh, they they'd be within distance at that point. But I mean, it's tough to say because I mean, is there even going to be a Champions League at this point? You know, just with it's you know, it might be tough. So maybe I should just be hoping for Bundesliga title. Because who knows if they even have a shot at getting a, you know, a Champions League title. Adam, some analysis on their expectations, please. Uh, well, for Julian, if, if you go to a relegation playoff and survive, you know, you'd, you would have gone through the thick and thin with your team. You know, that would build a tight bond for the future. <laughs> I'm hoping, for your personal experience, I'm really hoping you guys get to that playoff. Survival, Straight survival would be nice, but I feel like that would be a nicer uh, little roller coaster. The Bundesliga teams usually win the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I really don't want Gladbach to win the league. I'd rather have Bayern, if I'm being honest, just because. Really? You know how like Spurs fans view Leicester's league title as the one that got away? Yes. And like more so than the Chelsea one the year after? If Gladbach win the league in their down year and like Dortmund with all these it it would haunt me for a lot longer than Bayern winning their eighth in a row. If Leipzig won it, it'd be okay because Leipzig cheated the system, so I could blame it on that. But if Gladbach do it, it's just it's it's a whole different story. And they're named Borussia, so you know, I'd have to see those memes about oh, the, Dortmund weren't even the first Borussia to win the league and since whatever since the last time they did. That that one would just hurt, uh, gentlemen. For personal satisfaction. Really appreciate it. Any final thoughts from you guys? Uh, you know, I just – honestly, I was just thinking about this. It's pretty funny how Julian and I both got, like, differing teams, like, in the, in the league rating right now. Like, Julian's trying to avoid relegation. My team – man, we're trying to win it. Like, <laughs> well, we just, we're on complete opposite sides of the spectrum. I don't know how that happened, but I'm enjoying well, the thrill, you know. Even if we lose, like, I just – I want to go up in flames. Like, I want something entertaining. It was actually just fun watching sports, so I, I was just happy I, I was able to watch something for a couple hours on Saturday. Now, what makes yeah. it so much worse is uh, Sam said sometimes for winning. Julian said yes, and somehow ended up with a team <laughs> second to bottom. Sam got top three. That's what I'm sitting there. I'm like, here we go. Let me let me get a winner. Who's on top right now? And then I get the the team fighting for relegation, and Sam's just like, whoo, my team's up. I'm like, okay, sick, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> But I'm I'm excited. It's gonna it's gonna be a good time. They make it to the, the playoff. I'm gonna be really excited, anxious, but excited. And like Sam said, glad to have sports back. And this is good. This is I'm I'm a fan of this. I'm happy we have me and Adam have some people to talk about it with that we can actually uh, have conversations in the impact group chat and not feel like we're the only ones talking about soccer for once. <laughs> We've got yeah. a little group building now. It's awesome. Thanks it's not a personal convo that I can just go in the DMs. Yeah, exactly. It's a group talk for once. <laughs> we appreciate it. Julian, Sam, thank you as always. Thank you, guys. No Adam, Thanks, guys. a couple more things before me and you sign off. Got to touch on it. The Newcastle takeover, man. I, I, I'm so exhausted at this point. So exhausted. I just, real quick, I brought a, a couple articles up on my computer. And all of these are from over a month ago. All right? These are the headlines. If they'll load. Newcastle buyout. Another step taken as deal is nearly complete. Newcastle 300 million pound takeover. Close to completion as deposit paid and all paperwork signed. Almost done. 
a brief look at Newcastle United's takeover. The Saudi-led takeover of Newcastle is almost complete. Chair, th- this is the first line. Club chairman Mike Ashley is said to have received the deposit for the 300 million pound deal. That was on April 20th. It's May 19th. What are we doing? I follow these, uh, you know, supporter accounts and, um, you know, like Toon Army and stuff like that on, on Twitter. And every day it's just like, can we just hear like some news? Because it's, it's just been the same thing for a month, a month and a half now. It's just, we're waiting. It's almost done. No red flags. Except it's not done. I'm tired. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about that. Like, I don't know if you listen to the football ramble. But, like, every week, I would read the description of the uh, episodes for, like, the last month and a half, and I'd see a little piece about Newcastle. Like, oh, the build, the takeover is this much, clo- this much closer to happening. Uh, this manager linked. Almost yeah. done. Mike Ashley's almost done. Fans react to Newcastle's takeover, which is almost done. And it's just never – I've never really paid attention to a takeover like this just because – I mean, PSG and City became, you know, like the two of the richest clubs in the world before I was, like, I watched, but I didn't, like, I wasn't involved in the media. Right. I don't know how to take it. Did you, like, look, did you research any of that, in, like, curiosity about either of their takeovers? No, I didn't. I, yeah, and I, 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 I can't say I really followed them when they were happening because um, I think I was just too young, but I don't know how long they – take you know they took to to go through the one thing like you said every other day it's a new player a new manager that's been linked first it was Poch and um uh, Max Allegri and now it's you know they're gonna spend as much as they can possibly and flash their cash so they can get Zidane to come and it was you know Coutinho and uh Koulibaly and then yesterday it was Bofid Zaha is gonna come it's just it's so much and all I want is to see the paperwork signed, Mike Ashley out, sports direct thing taken off the stadium. It's just, like I said, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Love my club and want to see them go places. And I, I'd so, love this takeover to be done. It's a fair price to pay for becoming the richest team in the world. It is. Well, in what, two months now. Who are some realistic signings you think would happen and want to happen this season or this uh, summer? Want to happen? I don't know. It, it, it's a weird feeling because I, I didn't watch Newcastle when they were, you know, w- almost winning the league and when they were playing Champions League football because I was like five or six years old. And I even if I did watch them, I wouldn't have remembered. So it's for me, it's always been this other than in 2012 when we finished fifth and then went to Europa League. It's always been this, you know, struggle to try to finish as high as we can and avoid relegation. And, you know, to to even think about finishing like top six is just odd I don't know and um Koulibaly would be a great signing um I know that you know this is old news now but Arturo Vidal was going to come if they hired Max Allegri and I think that's realistic once once you got people that are I think their net worth the people that are taking us over is like 250 billion so you know whoever wants to sign us you know wants to whoever they want to sign they can sign you can sign Messi but he's not going to come so it's it's yeah very odd situation yeah it's like they gotta they gotta build the pedigree in this first year but like the, the Coutinho type of signings like as good as he is seems like a realistic one it's beyond the expectation just because 
Barca's not going to sell him for cheap, and he has his wages. So Newcastle's kind of like the perfect situation for that. Right. I think getting him and – I really don't know. <laughs> Anytime I think of a Premier League uh, takeover, Andre Sherlock's the first player that comes in my mind just because it's <laughs> happened like four times. That's true. <laughs> Give him another players chance. Like, yeah, it is players like that in takeover, though, that, you know, either have been – I wouldn't call Coutinho washed up, but his, his, uh, his glory days may be behind him. Yeah, like, it's either – Realistic. Yeah, it's either like that or – or like Because Coutinho is – even if you don't consider him washed up, like Barca <laughs> don't want him and they don't want to sell him for cheap. So he's like that very specific player that – it's actually a real like it's a real steal to start a rebuild with him if they could oh, get him. He's a top I think if, top twenty five player in the world when he's on it, when he's on his game. Yeah. Well, I then, all I can say is I hope it goes through soon. I know it's yeah, playing for a little while still, I just hope it goes through because the quicker it goes through, then the quicker our club's back. My club's back. Oh, I love how uh uh just real quick on this, it was uh because some Newcastle fans I saw on Twitter were a little iffy on it. They, in like to some of the podcasts I listened to, they'd send in mail. I texted you how you feel about the takeover. Exactly. It might be tough getting used to being the richest team in the world, but I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> That's a feeling, I'd say. Um, with other leagues coming back, I know um, Premier League, they you know, said it might be the beginning of June, but they got their coronavirus tests back and out of the 700-something, six were positive. Do you see any other leagues coming back soon? And, and if so, do you think – one thing we haven't talked about with Bundesliga is if they're going to finish their season. Because if there's an outbreak in a team, that team can't play. And I, do you make them forfeit games? Like, what happens? Do you, think, do you think Bundesliga gets the rest of the season in? I think they will finish. I did see that where, like, okay, what happens if, yeah, if one team gets and has to miss their game? Uh, and I just don't think they fully planned for that, just because I don't think you really can until it happens. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll finish. I know every league is close. Like, uh, Portuguese league is close, and I gotta say, waking up to Primeira Liga coming back was the biggest tease in history. Uh, you know, no offense to Portuguese soccer, but <laughs> not not don't support Benfica the way I support Liverpool. So that one was a little bit of a tease. I think La Liga is planning on coming back early June, mid-early June. They've been training for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Uh, again, it's mainly those three that uh, – Juve's back in training. Italy had it the like, horrible from any country, so I don't really know what to expect with them coming back. Yeah. But I, besides France that already canceled, I don't think anyone would cancel without trying to play just because it's, like, such a tough situation. Oh, Netherlands too, but from, like, the top leagues. So it's such a tough situation figuring out champion promotion relegation if you cancel. Yeah, I know Scotland canceled as well, and um, Celtic was going to win the league anyway. But um, is it Hearts or Hibs that were going down? They were still in the fight in relegation, and they're sending them down anyway. Which is, I think that that would suck to see. Newcastle would be safe, and that's all I care about. But um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I hope Premier League's back soon. That's all I can say. And then the interesting thing of that is, uh, you see what Troy Deeney said today. About how he's not going to training because you know his son has his very I think five month five month old son has breathing difficulties, so he's not going to join training just because of that. If players yeah. out and it's just you know a couple here and there, that makes things interesting as well. Yeah, I do. 
I don't know if it was an official thing. But like, I got the impression from something that, like, if a player doesn't want to come back to them, it's like, uh, I don't want to say whatever, but they'll keep it pushing. It's just like they'll put the uh, bringing back the league as a whole first. Jardini's a pretty, like, pretty big player, like, relatively to be saying yeah. that. Like, I wouldn't expect a team captain, star of his team, to really come out saying that. So that one, that did have me a little shocked today. But overall, I do think it'll come back. And, and I just think England has so many, like, okay, Liverpool's 25 points clear. They don't want to give them the title without winning. But I also really, I think they really don't want to cancel with like a team trying to win a team on the cusp of winning their first ever title. Like I think they know the outbreak that'll have and they just don't know what to do about promotion and relegation. And from a promotion standpoint, I don't know if you watched the Leeds doc, but it made me like, I don't want to say a fan, but I really wanted them to get up throughout the course of last season. And they're at the top of the championship this season. And if this gets canceled and you with the financial like implications this might have on teams, it would be a big. It might be a big issue if they have to go through another championship run. In in England, where they have a system of the the playoffs for the third through sixth teams, then you know what do you do there? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. You gotta just yeah. Do you just you have a special four? And what if they're you know what if they're I don't know the table right now, but what if they're only in third on goal difference or something like that? It's a it's a whole can of worms that is very difficult to open up without you know finishing the season. Yeah, and then. There was talks about, yeah, I didn't think about that one, even when they were talking about having a 23-team Premier League next season, but which got quickly shut down by, like, pretty much everyone. Imagine six uh, teams getting relegated in a season. <laughs> and that's what they would have to do in the next one. The, the, the whole bottom half of the table is in relegation <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah. The bottom six instead of the top, yeah. yeah. Oh, the big six and the little six? Yeah. <laughs> the sad six. Good time for Newcastle to get that money then. Yeah, it would be. Bottom six is a dog fight. Yeah. All right. Any any final thoughts before we sign off after this? I've really enjoyed this. I have missed talking about yeah. live sports and, and football and it's been it's been pretty pretty wonderful. A nice breath of nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's like I wanted to do one, but I never wanted to do a preview if nothing was coming back. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen if La Liga comes back? Hey, and knowing our months? luck with these, knowing our luck with these, if we did a preview, they would have canceled it, canceled the season the next day. <laughs> as soon as we release breaking news, Liverpool award a champion or whatever, <laughs> yeah. after we talk about everything, yeah. all of our hypothetical situations come up, are false. But no, nothing really else to add. Great to be back. Yeah, good to be back. DeMartin, download another one in the books. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you listening and we hope you have enjoyed this episode and have found it as always in the great words of Ray Hudson. Magisterial. Join us next time.